0: This podcast was made possible by our Leadership Circle members, Becky Morgan, Randy Pond, Lisa Sansini, and Silverlake. Special thanks to our 2020 Exemplary Leadership Award sponsors, Friends of Sing Kong, Friends of Webb McKinney, Eris Communications, Deloitte, and HP Inc., and to our Truth, Love, and Reconciliation Dialogue Series sponsor, Destination Home. Welcome to The Dialogue. I'm Suzanne St. John Crane.
1: Hi, folks. This is Richard, Marketing and Communications Director here at ALF Silicon Valley, sitting in for Suzanne St. John Crane. Today, we're bringing you the next episode in our ongoing series of podcasts, where we offer a glimpse into the personal and professional journeys of some of our most remarkable senior fellows. And the senior fellow we're spotlighting here today is undoubtedly remarkable. From his earliest days in East San Jose and Gilroy, through to his work in organized labor, all the way to his current role as fire chief for the city of San Jose, senior fellow Robert Sapion's journey is nothing short of inspiring. The class 25 grad talks to us about his career trajectory, key lessons he's learned along the way, and his view of seeing our way through what currently divides us. Let's listen. Uh, I'm a San Jose native, uh, born at uh, San Jose Hospital, which no longer exists, but uh, that's where I started. Uh, our, our first home uh, in my early years was uh, in East San Jose near King and Story Road. Uh, back then you could still hear the, the hum of San Jose Speedway. At about age 10 or 11. Uh, We moved to a small ranch in Gilroy, which I think was was primarily my father's dream, was to get back to that kind of lifestyle. Um, But it also was driven, I think, as an imperative because the, the neighborhood that we were in was changing quite a bit. My uh, my mother's family, uh, the Chacon family, came to San Jose. Um, uh, they were uh, migrant farm workers. Had quite a bit of, uh, re- really blessed to have a lot of role models, I think, uh, in, in the family. Um, my mother, I think in particular, probably had, from a, a professional uh, perspective, maybe was most influential. She was uh, always a part of... Uh, Uh, the Center for Employment Training, uh, which is uh, headquartered here in in San Jose. Um, And I spent quite a bit of time in that organization and watched, you know, her do her work. Um, Certainly she modeled an extraordinary level of commitment to the organization and and their mission and and, uh, dragged uh, us along, you know, every chance she got. And so I think today as I, as I leave work, uh, late into the evening, I I sort of think back to, I'm pretty sure I know where I got that I think I was in my second year in college, you know, sort of recognizing that I better, I better think of something fast. And, and to uh, have discovered uh, the, the fire department opportunities, I think, was, was a, a stroke of luck. Finding a career that didn't uh, put me at a desk, but put me where I, I really felt I wanted to be, which was, um, one, the opportunity to engage the community and, and help. Two, I think the, uh, the team environment that the fire department offers um, is remarkable. Um, and to uh, have a career where your, your lifestyle becomes working as a team to serve the community, it, I mean, it, 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 it's a gift. For, for reasons I still don't know, out of hundreds of, of people in the organization, uh, I was asked to step forward, and it was probably be because either I was vocal about something, or I, I had done something that someone noticed. Um, but that's been my experience uh, throughout. Uh, obviously, on the on the professional side, we're in a, a civil service, and so you have to um, apply and test and and perform and do all those things to uh, to achieve. In, in the fire service, like, like any other paramilitary organization, uh, leadership roles are very overt. We know who the captains are. We know who the chiefs are. They wear it on their uniform. Uh, we, we recognize it in title um, when, we, when we engage. Um, but as I grew in the organization, I started to recognize that not every formal leader in the organization was an effective leader. And I think that was an important uh, early lesson for me. Key moment for me was overcoming the guilt that I had felt with the uh, ALF experience. It felt like a very selfish experience to me because I was stepping, you know, taking time away from work that had, you know, plenty of hours to offer for me to do more work. It took time away from the family, uh, which obviously there's never enough time there, and uh, it, it felt like an escape that I was on. And I think it was at Wilderness um, during uh, the, the solitude experience where I believe I just sort of gave up and said, you know, I'm just going to be in the moment and and think about this whole experience that ALF has offered. And it, it really was a recognition that it was worth the investment, right? And just a, a great experience that I think I needed to really step back away from what I recognize now, especially when I watch uh, the men and women in the San Jose Fire Department, is that it really is a challenging career. But that said, you know there's a few um, events uh, along the way I think that have really sort of uh, led me to where I am today um, and uh, really, I, I think if i if I had anything that that begun began to um, form, it was the, the question of, of how do things work and how should they work and really began to take a s- systems approach to, to advancing the fire service. I think the 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 goal of winning is a con man's game. Uh, I, I think it pushes us towards expedience and it pushes us towards binary thinking. Um, it creates an us versus them, you know, this not that type of environment, um, which is polarizing, right? It 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 it, it basically uh, mobilizes a strategy that says, "What we'll do is we will divide and." Uh, try to get the, the larger number on our side, and then we'll move on. And I, I, I think just the costs of that approach are too high. Um, and I think we can, we can make the mistake to think that of thinking that that only happens uh, on the large scale, on the political spectrum. But it happens every day. Um, and it happens in, in small groups within organizations. It happens on single issues, single initiatives. Um, And and I think it's important um, that we understand that when we take that type of approach, that we lose care for each other, we dismiss or or just miss critical clues and cues that can lead us to something uh, better than we had imagined in the first place. Um, we lose all the benefits of collaboration and inclusion over time I think we either just flat out end up on an island by ourselves or maybe we're on a very exclusive island and others are left out and so I I think that is probably what is on on my mind today uh, about the world around us and I think we have to maybe sort of begin to deconstruct how it is that we end up on that path and decide whether that's the path we wanna be on. I hope that I have left behind a couple of new rungs on a ladder. I think about generational change. And certainly as we talk about the state of our nation and issues of inequity, I I think about it in terms of my own experience and what I was able to do because of what my parents did. I certainly hope that my children, the people in my organization who I have some responsibility for, that all of them have the ability to climb a couple of extra rungs
0: ALF joins and strengthens diverse leaders, creating and supporting networks for good. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and encourage you to subscribe to The Dialogue on iTunes or SoundCloud. To learn more about ALF, visit us online at alfsv.org.